0: Day card. Hey y'all, welcome to Descartes Pod, I'm Jenna, and I'm Danica, and I would just like for Victoria to speak for me on my behalf this episode. Um, well, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And I can express myself with name-calling when I choose to. Um, so <laughs> so this week was a lot, and I don't want to waste too much time talking about how much Jenna and I have spent the day farting. But, um, but, but but, I have farted a lot. I know. And I know you farted a lot. We still talked about it all day. I don't know why we need to share this with the listeners. It's, it's compulsive, though. Um, so just to do some quick housekeeping things, uh, tomorrow's my 29th birthday, so say happy birthday back. happy birthday thank you that took a really long time (laughs) i'm a bad Um, friend (laughs) it's okay no you're not you got me um jenna gave me uh my birthday present yesterday which was like a a red beanie that says leftist cuck in in (laughs) an a ridiculous font it's very comic sans please be brave enough to say it i i can't it's a curse um (laughs) it's worse than the c word it's the worst c word in fact um (laughs) Also, so last week we recorded our first Patreon bonus episode with um, Friend of the Pod, Allie. Um, We talked about fatness, queerness, objectification, desirability. Um, We unfortunately talked about The Bachelor. That was the worst part (laughs) of the episode. Um, But it was, it felt like really wholesome and wonderful. Um, I know Jenna and I both feel like pretty gooey inside about it yeah um so we can't wait for like wait to release that um to our patreon subscribers and thankfully we recorded it just in time to miss matt james being disappointing um so we're gonna turn to jenna real fast for our bad behavior segment of the pod Jenna, I love what do you that. got? I love that as, like, maybe the actual official title. We kind of like, float out like, titles for this segment. I'm like, bad behavior. I yeah, love it. it's the bad behavior segment. <laughs> Take it away, baby. Well, yes. Um, Matt James being disappointing. Um, whew, this week, um, a video came out of um, him with a bunch of bros golfing. Tyler Cameron's there, of course um because he doesn't have a life and they were golfing or whatever and then like this fucking total fucking weirdo in a white <laughs> jumpsuit i don't know what he's trying to do i mean he literally looks like he's on the television show entourage i cannot with it that is so um, unfortunate it's really unfortunate. From I'm not 2021 sure 2021 like, to make an Entourage reference? Like, you gotta suck. <laughs> you really... You gotta be the worst. And he proves to be the worst because this gentleman um, tries to, like, rag... Uh, like, distract Matt from making this, like, last golf shot. I don't know what they're fucking called home run i don't know golf you know we're just run. not cool enough to play fucking golf during a pandemic <laughs> you fucking rich losers oh my god and he rags on victoria's body and like says like oh man it must have been really hard to make out with her because her body is not good and all the bros laugh matt chuckles tries to change the subject a little bit but like doesn't um stand up for Victoria or anything, or even calls the guy just like an asshole, you know? I don't know, like fucking anything. Um, but then I'm like, wait, I'm watching a video of five dudes in the pandemic golfing without masks on, like probably like, smashing beer bottles to their head, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I fucking expecting? Smells like the Trump video to me. This is <laughs> locker room talk, if I've ever seen it. Yes! And in fact, I didn't see it, because I refused to participate in any of this, but, like, naturally, like, heard about it. Um, yeah. The discourse is everywhere. Yeah. But the discourse I mean, is everywhere. Okay, so, like, as a person who um, both identifies as and very much dislikes Victoria... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this says more about me than it does about her. Um... No, I just feel like there are so many, like, things about Victoria that just, like, are generally, like, unlikable and, like, problematic. Yeah. Like, you don't need to talk about her body. Like, there's nothing wrong with it, first of all. Like, there's nothing to be made fun of there. She's, like, an attractive person. Yeah. But, like, there, like, she says, like, she misspeaks a word in a funny way, like, two times an episode she doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense she fell down the stairs that's just comedy like hello like that's been comedy since like i don't know we were born yeah like, like that's home the alone is- the movie was just accidents and people laughing about like people like having their heads burnt off or something oh my god i just rewatched home alone 2 for during christmas time it was so yeah. fucking hilarious Just see this guy get his, like, his hands burned by touching the hot doorknob. I, like, piss my pants. Yeah. Like, that's what comedy is. That is fucking comedy. And you know what? We do. It's not comedy because we're just (laughs) (laughs) mean. We're mean, too. Okay, we're mean, too. Okay, I get this. But, like, let's have nuance, right? You know, like, what the fuck? But, like, the thing is, clearly, guys like this, that is the first thing that they say and think and do. Like, that's his natural thing. Like, I did a lot of stand-up comedy in my previous life, and... Mm. I mean, just men like this are fucking all over, and they're the ones that get bumped to the bottom of the open mic list because the host is like, he's going to walk 10 people from this room, you know, when he opens his mouth, and that's, mm-hmm. like, what it was. And here's the thing. Matt, Tyler, all these men should have said something. If you see something, say something, or whatever the fucking 9-11 thing is. <laughs> Who would have thought 9-11 would have come up so soon in this episode? Anyway, but, like... It's because... not the first time it no. will come up. <laughs> and, uh, the little Easter egg. So he... Yeah, it's just, like, you gotta say something. And, like... Well, I mean, like, that that almost leads me to believe that he doesn't think there's a problem with it. Right. Um, Which is, like, which is the bigger problem? That he didn't say anything or that he doesn't think there's a problem with it? Because, yeah. like, I mean... I am not saying there has never been a situation where I like had <laughs> my way out of something. Of course, yeah. But course. also, like, out of all of these people, like, he's in a position to be like, "Hey, stop that! Don't post that!" Like, yeah. that's gonna ruin some contracts for me. And he didn't even fucking do that. Like, well, and you know what he did instead? Hmm. Um, block anyone who commented to like ask him to speak on this. Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but this sounds really fucking familiar. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) It turns out when Matt does something that's kind of a big blunder in in the public specter, he just kind of blocks people who ask for accountability. And here's the thing. There are people who are being who are harsh too. You know, I'm not gonna mm. I'm not gonna say everyone's like, Hello, dear sir, please talk to me about this, you know, but like he also I <laughs> like know we for a always fact, do. <laughs> yeah. I know for a fact that like some nice people have left nice things and have also been blocked, you know? And yeah. it's just like it's just that weird response. And then like just like an hour or two ago, the loser in question who said all the shit, made a fucking, like, vlog where he, like, triple downs it and is, like, horrible. And I'm like, wow, you really are associating with these types of people. This guy, he's like, he works for, like, he, like, the fucking barstool types. It's like barstool <sighs> podcast types or whatever. So, you know you're in a bad situation when that's who you are. That's the company you keep, huh? A, yeah. I would be so embarrassed to be friends with a barstool person. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's gross. It's not cool. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, apparently, I guess maybe this is what accountability looks like. You get to hear all of the things, um, but you can just avoid it and then we'll forget about it next week. But I think he's going to run out of luck with that pretty soon because Donald Trump doesn't have Twitter anymore. So we don't have a whole lot to distract us anymore. I think that's why I've been so manic lately. Like, I don't have anything to, like, cling on to for security. So I'm just like, who fucked up today? Who fucked up? I'll look. I'll look at it. <laughs> I have time. I genuinely have time. I've seen so many fucking J.K. Rowling tweets this week, and I didn't even know that she existed, like, in the last four years up until this point. We're we're watching all of you now because we don't have anything else. You know who's, like, on a new, um like, I love Harry Potter binge right now? Who? My favorite problematic, Lauren Zima. She's just, like, going off on how much she's, like, into Harry Potter again. I'm like, have you like read the room like what is going on you can still like read the books i don't care whatever but like don't go like on all of your social media platforms to talk about how m- much you like i don't know i'm actually this is a call to action for all millennials to just forget <laughs> that part of our childhood like yeah. we're going to be fine there will be other forms of entertainment and they will all be equally disappointing. Game of Thrones Barf. That was terrible. It started. The Bachelor, it started before I saw Harry Potter, and like, it's still bad. <laughs> it's still bad. Wait, what are we doing? Okay, anyway, let's move on for a minute. Uh Victoria. I'm not done talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop. We have to stop. I don't want to lose all our new followers. Um hmm. JK. Ah! Ah! JK Rabbit! <laughs> Cancel this podcast. We'll start a new one. <laughs> um, so, Victoria got her mugshot released. I don't really want to talk about it. Um, I do. That, Who yeah, cares? Go ahead. Yeah. This is what I have to say about it. Who literally cares? It was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, she's awful for so many other reasons that do not have to have anything to do with stealing from a corporation or yeah. like a multinational company or like whatever the fuck this little Sheets or Walgreens is or whatever. That mm-hmm. company is fine. I just want to say, like, I got in trouble for, like, shoplifting when I was, like, 18 also. And it's not that big of a deal. And we do not need to be, like, holding this woman over the coals for something that stupid when she does so much other shit that is just <laughs> dumb. <laughs> and problematic and weird and privileged and, like, whatever. This is, like, the least of our worries. No. Yeah. The girl has not grown, and that's the problem. That's the problem. (laughs) Who cares if you fucking... Go shoplift tomorrow. I don't give a shit. That would make my day. In fact, I wish you would. This is not an endorsement, because I think we can get sued for that, but... Okay. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) But do. But do. Shoplift. (laughs) Does that work?
1: Does that work? Remove (laughs) us
0: from... Okay. We're just going to move on now. Um, no one's listening. Uh, and, uh, speaking of next things to talk about real quick, um, before we get to oh, my favorite. oh my God. Um, but if you missed it on Instagram this week, I bravely, brave, pre- yeah, I bravely early <laughs> predicted that Nick Vial's 23 year old girlfriend is pregnant. Um, check out my highlight on our Instagram called Janon, if you missed it, um, Anyway, I just wanted to say that I, 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 it's definitely true. We haven't been, of course, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but it's definitely true. And when it comes out that it's true later on, we all know where it came from. And you're going to make $0 off of this. And also, I want you to explain it to me like I haven't seen it because I okay. didn't see it. Okay, so basically, <laughs> four days before, last week sometime, paparazzi photos came out of Nick and his girlfriend that he's been trying to hide for a while. Yes. Those were definitely intentional. There was, like, seven articles written about it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, every single article refuses to name, to label how young she is, which I thought was kind of weird. Definitely from Nick's camp. <laughs> like, three days later, there is a blind item. Sorry. Two days later, I, on some bullshit, um, decide that wouldn't it be funny if I said... <laughs> The next girlfriend is pregnant. And that's why he announced it. Very, making it very clear that this is just a silly rumor that I just made up because I was probably drunk. And um, then the next day, a blind item came out in Dumois. I don't know how you say it. And it says that a ex-bachelor contestant's new, not yet confirmed girlfriend is pregnant with a bundle of joy. Her name... Natalie Joy. Also, she isn't yet confirmed. All of it fits. Like, all, like every element of it. And then everyone's like, well, she was drinking at a wedding. But if you look at the photo, the video, she's not actually drinking the beer. And also pregnant women can drink early. On. It's, I mean, it's a whole fucking slew of things. She's pregnant. Okay, in saying all of that out loud... Do yeah. you still stand by what you've said? <laughs> I do. Okay. Um, I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I will not be held responsible for this. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, but coward. It's true. I am famously a coward, mm-hmm. and um, no. I do, I do actually think that makes sense, and I think you and I were talking about it a little yesterday that if it turns out that this is true, it is worth her while to try to, like, hide the pregnancy because you know, you know that Nick sold those, like, first baby pics to, like, people.com. Yeah. And so, like, if they're already revealed ahead of time, like, he doesn't – maybe he doesn't get as much money. It's just, like, in his best interests and mm-hmm. – well, their best interest to keep that hidden. Yes. And this yes. is as far as I will go into <laughs> – the pit? Is that what you call it? <laughs> the pit. Oh my god, Danica, you're gonna get in the pit soon enough. No, I won't. Um, uh, I re- Love you, Dandy Roses. I resist. <laughs> um, so, I just wanted to talk briefly, because um, mm-hmm. I feel like... <laughs> we we started the season... Um, <laughs> salty. Because we knew about Matt beforehand and we were just like, I don't know about you. You seem a little inconsiderate. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little Trumpy. But we also, like, want to give you the chance. I feel like it's been a month. How do you feel? Yeah. Like, do you uh, feel like, like, things have changed a little bit? No. No. (laughs) No. And, like... And they're not giving us much to work with, like, on the show either, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily... Like, he's nice, and it's fine, and he's... He does a TikTok dance, I don't know. Like, (laughs) that was the cutest part of the whole damn episode, and it was 30 seconds at the end of it. Um, I think maybe, like, Allie, in our bonus episode, said it best, Mm -hmm. so here's, like, a sneak peek to kind of what we talked about, where, like, we kind of asked her about her feelings about Matt, and she's like, yeah, he's The Bachelor, like... He's mm-hmm. not there for you to like him. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's true. It's um, true. He's a perfect I'm- bachelor. Like, he's nothing. He's sort mm-hmm. of like a canvas. Yeah. And I think that is just something that we're all, like, people who are kind of invested in this, like, getting getting to where we are with the show and diversity. Is that we also have to, like, acknowledge that, like, as the lead, he is, like, serving a purpose for the show. And that's that's where his alliances lie. That's mm-hmm. where his goals lie. His goals are also to get fame and, like, notoriety, which is not a bad thing, but it's just, like, the facts. And that's also and what they're going to show, like, exactly. regardless of what he wants to do, which mm-hmm. I think is probably in alignment with what they also want to do. But mm-hmm. that's what they're going to show about him, him as show. well. Yeah. And, you know, his his outside-the-show behavior has just continued to be not enjoyable, at best, you know, like, or, you know, like, I'm just not enjoying it, you know, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't sit right with me in a lot of ways. I don't think he's a monster. I'll never say that. I don't think he's a horrible person. I think he's just like a person who I wouldn't hang out with, you know, mm-hmm. like his personality and I would not get along. He's, he's making choices that are not considerate of people around him. Um, not standing up for other people is really a, solid, a, 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 a icky point for me. His kind of conservative values. His, I mean, just like kind of goes on and on. And I'm willing to continue to have like an open. And of course, I'm going to have just like an open eye and look at him as a like as objectively as I can. And I think this just like, I mean, to be honest, it causes me a lot of anxiety. Like, yeah, I think seeing so. the discourse online can be pretty harsh and not great. And I don't think that's ideal, but I also don't think we can just, like, hold him up as, like, this monolith of, like, he's the Black Bachelor that we finally, you know, like, he's fixing all the things because he's not, he's not really, you know? and Nor nor should he, nor should he. No. But it's just, like... (sighs) I feel like we should have the same expectations for him that we had with everybody else with, like, a modicum of just, like, a knowledge that he is going through something different than every other Bachelor in recent memory or also ever has gone through. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like at the same time, like I feel like, I feel like almost everybody in Bachelor Nation that I follow is sort of just like literally like a problematic fave. Like yeah, yeah. They, they probably share the same values as me. They don't always express them in the same way that I do. Mm-hmm. But yes. I feel like a lot of the people that I've kept following over the last, like, seven years or something mm-hmm. have shown a willingness to be like, oh, shit, like, I didn't understand that's the way I came across, like... Mm-hmm. I didn't know that this would affect anybody in this way. I wasn't thinking about this. I'm going to try to do that in the future. And I don't see that happening with him. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like the Caitlyn Bristos of the world do a lot of shit that, like, is just mm-hmm. like, damn, girl. Like, I wish she wouldn't have done that. But, like, I feel like when she gets those kinds of messages, she's like, you know what? Yeah, that was kind of fucked up. Or we'll at least listen to you and be like, yeah. Agree to disagree or something mm-hmm. instead or, of just, like, avoiding or skirting accountability. Yeah. And then, like, you kind of signed up for this at mm-hmm. some level. You know, like, you're the lead. We are scrutinizing you. And we scrutinized everyone. We scrutinized Peter to filth. Oh, man. <laughs> like, you and know, he's like, never recovered. He just moved to New York alone just to get away from us, I think. It's so true. And so, you know, he just kind of, like, I, I think, I mean, I think when he blocked... A lot of accounts in June when the COVID party happened, it, like, hit me right then and there. I was like, oh, oh, okay. This is what we are dealing with. Like, this is the kind of accountability that we are going to see. And I wanted to, like, give it time and everything. And and I'm not, like, closing the case on it. Like, oh, this is how he is forever. But it was just like, oh, man, I really, that doesn't make me feel good, you know? It comes as no surprise that he's still doing these kinds of things. And I mean, like, as much credit as we give him for, like, not being a part of this process before, like not Mm -hmm. having experience in The Bachelor at all. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. not like flying in, like completely unaware of what's going Mm -hmm. on. Like he Mm -hmm. has Tyler, like he still has production and everybody else. He had Hannah, like he has people in his corner that were literally like leads or very close to leads. Yeah. And he's, he's been in the system for a minute. I want to, I'm not going to go into it, but I did finally listen to the podcast from his former roommate Oh, it doesn't yeah. paint a great picture. I mean, this is just one woman's account, you know. But um, you know, he was pretty inconsiderate as well to his uh, woman roommate and made her feel unsafe and disrespected multiple times. Um, and, um, and didn't have any accountability. She tried to say to him, like, "Hey, this makes me uncomfortable," and I get. According to her, he said, "I don't care that you are uncomfortable." So it's just like, Ugh. it's like one of those things where. I feel like you can hold space for, like, you know, the whole, like, three truths theory. Like, he has his perspective, she has hers, and somewhere in the middle, there's, Mm -hmm. like, something that makes sense to everybody. Yes. But I mean, like, as a person who's lived with a lot of men, like, Mm -hmm. just, like, a lot of male roommates, a lot of male partners, like, this tracks, like, Mm -hmm. and, like, it would be nice if you were able to, like, call them out for something, and them either acknowledge and change their... But be- it sounds pretty in line with how he still kind of is. Yeah. yeah. And that's, like, pretty unfortunate. I think we saw, like, glimpses of that, sort of, in this episode. So I'm yeah. really excited to dive into it. Okay. Once again, we have talked about the before the episode for longer <laughs> than we'll talk about the episode. <laughs> I don't think that'll be true, but let's... <laughs> We'll see it. Okay, six hour podcast. Let's go. Let's do it. We are on one this week, y'all. Like we both looked at each other. You're we just like, do you feel a little bit better this week? I was like, I do. Let's <laughs> let's get messy. Yeah, I think we were in like a a slump for two weeks. Yeah, I'm excited to. I feel my lisp coming back a little bit, so I'm excited for it to. You know, I also need to go to the dentist again. Apparently, my teeth are further apart than they were before. Ah, oh, rude. Happy lisp. Fucking rude. All right, let's start this podcast. Okay. um, Episode starts. Matt is sitting outside moping Sarah's departure. <laughs> um, So he's saying, like, we talked about a lot of stuff I hadn't shared with anybody. What if there are going to be more women that don't want to be a part of my journey? Um, He has completely forgotten that he has literally an entire upper division college class full of women <laughs> who are enthusiastically destroying each other emotionally (laughs) just to maybe get near that dick like okay sir um go on with your sarah feelings um the women are also still discussing sarah's departure Mm -hmm. um mj says something to the effect of like you're telling me that like the first time things get hard you're gonna pack your bag and then victoria's like when you look at her, I feel like she's not listening Mm-mm. ever. Like she just has stars in her eyes and she's like, "Uh-huh. Yeah. Um the trash took itself out. Like she's just been thinking this whole time of like something. Yeah, a horrible sassy thing she's going to say. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, I'm burping because she does that to me. She gives burping me gas. Burping because of trauma is yeah. real, okay? <laughs> um so Katie, um has had, like, enough. Like, I'm sure it's really annoying. She's just saying, like, can you stop? Like, she's gone. There's no point to keep talking about her and saying negative things. And Victoria's just like, no, I won't stop, Katie. I'll keep doing whatever the fuck I want. And it's just like, okay, your energy is mismatched. I don't know. Like, draw again. This is not the energy Katie was putting out, but okay. And you're like, okay, this is oof, what an what a episode we're going to get. And then they fucking hard cut. Yes. To a date that we have... No resolution, like, no resolution whatsoever, what's been happening, all of a sudden it's, like, hard cut, and we go to a date that, like, no one knows a single thing about, it wasn't covered in any way, they didn't say the names last week, no, we don't know, it is the nighttime of this date, they are in dresses, I'm like, what were they wearing earlier in the day, I guess we'll fucking absolutely never know, Um, and somehow we look at the people and we figure out who's actually on this date, because, again, last week they didn't even give us the names of the people Who would be on this group date? Actually, Um, the group date was, the theme was highway robbery, and they just stole the first part and left us with nighttime portion, I guess. (laughs) It's a a shame um, Victoria wasn't on it. Oh, anyway. Oh, so sad. Uh, Yeah, so this group does uh, consist (laughs) of... um... (laughs) I just got it. I'm sorry. That was very late. Um, Chelsea, Mari, Maggie, MJ, Piper, and Abigail. Um, we don't see, like, a whole lot of this date, like, at all, clearly, because we didn't see the first half, but we also don't really see much of the (laughs) back end. Um, we get a sweet moment with Chelsea, of course, where, um, she shows Matt an old photo of her and her mother back from when she used to have long hair. Um, and then she talks about how emotional hair can be for black women. Yeah, she is talking about, um, this is a quote from her. She says, I literally have been chemically straightening my hair since I was two years old. Um, Chelsea's explaining, all my friends are white, my school was white, and I literally didn't even feel comfortable leaving my house without my hair being straight. So when I finally decided to shave it, it was such, like, um, an emotionally freeing experience. Mm -hmm. And I think we've seen, like, a similar sentiment in the show, like, to an extent, Mm -hmm. um, like, most of the black women, especially the ones that end up being in... I, I, leadership positions is not the right word. What am I thinking mm. of? Like to as, become the lead As or, leads or... or people who are popular in the franchise... Right. Um, ...have gotten negative reactions if they choose to wear, like, braids mm. or, like, their hair naturally. Um, like, I think... We saw a little bit of it this season. I think Tasha had, like, box braids for a little bit. Yeah. And there was, like, a commenter on one of her posts that was like, oh, I just, like, liked you more when you had, like, straight hair or whatever. And I think you commented <laughs> yeah. on it being like, don't tell her how to wear her hair. <laughs> like, Please do not. It was um, really upsetting. Um, Yeah. And so that's great. Like, thank you, Chelsea, for, like... Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. I'm sure that was, like... I feel like Bachelor keeps, like, testing the waters with what they'll, like, allow people to talk about, you know? Like, (laughs) we keep getting, like, a new perspective added. And then they, like, do, like, their, like, little research thing to see if that's, like, can we talk about that? And so we had two of them this episode. And it's, like, blackness, is that okay to talk about? Like, the black experience? Do people like this? And then they're, like, what about whores (laughs) later on? (laughs) Can we talk about that? No! Can we talk about that? I don't know. I mean, you can if you do it right, but you're not gonna. Nobody's gonna do it right. Mm -hmm. Um, And this this sort of begins Matt's saga that I don't think we've noticed this before. So I think it's been a thing for a while, but we Mm -hmm. all collectively noticed last night Matt's, like, official season catchphrase, which is, I can't imagine. (laughs) You know, previously to have had, shown up, show up, um... Let's do it. Uh, Let's do the damn thing. Yeah, let's do the damn thing. Thank you. Ari has said, I love that. Um, You know what? These are so powerful. These are really powerful. But Matt, he breaks the mold with, I can't can't imagine. imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in parentheses, and I won't. Like, it's just, he, like, it seems so disinterested. You know what I mean? Like, it is. It's like an, it's like a baseline attempt to, like, try to do empathy, but you, like, miss the mark. Mm-hmm. Especially if that's literally all you say every time. Oh, yeah. So Matt goes on with his, uh, like, I can't imagine, which is apparently sexy to some people. That's fine. <laughs> um, I am singing it to the tune of I Can Only Imagine, which only evangelicals will get. Um... And can't. you know, it's like half the nation also is just like, yes, yes, oh King. God. Um, so, like, naturally, Chelsea, since she's the only person who had a conversation with him, because <laughs> <gets> the group <laughs> date rose this evening, and like, just I just really want her to know, um, from the entirety of the gay community, I feel confident speaking for the gay community, mm-hmm. um. And also for the United States and the world that um, you can do better than that. This is not necessary. You'll be um, fine. She's going to do amazing on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, I love this for her. Yeah, I do. I do indeed. Um, can we get her together with like Wills or... Um... Me. Me. <laughs> Me. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, so back at the Hotel of Horror... Um... Of Horror? Of mm-hmm. Horror? Hotel whore Back to hotel whore (laughs) Um, One whore to another whore Victoria... (laughs) drags Katie into another room and Katie clearly just painted her nails so she's, like, sitting there, like, barely touching anything with her clawed hands. It's beautiful. Um, And Victoria tries to demand an apology before she, before anyone even, like, she sits this down. This is, she's like, just, Victoria's like, MO. She's done this. Yeah. She did this with um Marilyn also. Like, she's like, can I talk to you? Sits down and is like, listen, you're a bitch. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> okay. Like, okay. I don't know. Like, literally today, she was, like, Um, I just really don't like the way you shut me down during group conversation, and I feel like you've done that on multiple occasions. I would just really like an apology. And I'll be Katie, and I'll be Okay. Um, well, you're not going to get an apology. You told me to stop when I wasn't done expressing myself. Expressing yourself and name-calling are two different things. Um, well, I can do whatever I want, and I can express myself with name-calling when I choose to. (laughs) If that's how you wanna express yourself and you wanna to be toxic and rude, go for it. Yeah, and if you wanna express yourself with your dildo and think oh god. <laughs> My notes got fucked up, so I ruined the moment. But you get the vibe. Like it's just um vibe. <laughs> oh, oh, oh shit, oh shit, you get the vibe. But this is me and Jenna talking, and in fact not Katie and Victoria talking. I am obviously the Victoria in this situation, but yeah, Katie, or sorry, Victoria is just like, oh, well, aren't you embarrassed that you brought a vibrator, which is so funny because yesterday I kept calling it a dildo also, and I was like, God, I need to correct myself. That was a vibrator, and like, Victoria also doesn't know the difference, so like, truly, I'm Queen (laughs) V, and I need to do some therapy for my birthday tomorrow. Um, Please. Okay, shut up, bitch. Um, You're nasty. Um, You're nasty and toxic. (laughs) So basically the point is that Victoria is totally allowed to be a bitch, but no one is allowed to call her out for it. Yes, exactly. And I mean, that makes sense to me, though. That's like a wonderful compromise. I think everyone can totally get behind how fair and like... That is what Bernie wanted for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We gotta protect the First Amendment. (laughs) <laughs> Which is my right to be a fucking cunt all the time? I mean, it is the okay. I, I sometimes I don't know where we are <laughs> as a podcast, as human beings. Um, we're in Portland, Oregon. Okay, ground yourself. Put your feet on the floor. Mm. Did you get the dizzies? Yeah, I did. Um, I was like, Ooh. yeah. No, the First Amendment protects my right to be a fucking cunt. And the government can't persecute me, and neither can any of you, because this is my interpretation. Okay? I'm just expressing myself. I'm just expresso myself. <laughs> <laughs> this is a perfect transition to the rose ceremony, which is also cuckoo, and I did not say rose ceremony right. No, you didn't, and I love rose it. Rose ceremonial. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Take me there, Jenna. Um, of course, Serena P., Rachel, and Chelsea are already have roses, I guess. I don't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he Matt shares pleasantries with, like, a bunch of the women and then eventually, unfortunately, sits down with Queen Victoria, whose cocktail dresses are somehow, like, getting more and more, like, gaudy in a way that's, like, giving me flashbacks <laughs> to the late, early 2000s. Ugh, I don't know. Um, like, how do you get of, more wild than the first dress? I don't, I don't know. know. It's this it's one. It's kind of, yeah, you're kind of like, you maybe think that the pink one was, like, a producer poll, but, like, no, that she brought these dresses, and mm-hmm. these are her choices. Um, she, she wanted to have romantic moments with Matt, but it ain't gonna happen, because instead she just sits on the chair, and she's just, like, crying a bunch, and she's like, I'm used to, like, knowing if a guy is, like, interested in me, you know, so it's, like, scary. And I'm like, whatever i can't i'm like breaking news (laughs) this is the first time we've ever been happy to see chris harrison come back (laughs) i I clapped i think i was like yes sir come in who what a weird thing to like admit that we do sometimes (laughs) but he interrupts what i'm sure would have been a truly nauseating moment between the two of them um and he brings matt out to the limo exit area Um, some of the women inside like have binoculars and shit and they're like speculating that Sarah might come back Um, but honestly that's too simple a move Um, and The Bachelor is really going hard in the paint with this new horrific formula that's just like I figured out how to breed mental illness in one house like it's you know they one night they, they like use the COVID vaccine and just like like, put mental illness in there where it's it's nuts. I'm saying this as a mentally ill person. Like, everything that's going on in this house in this moment is just, like, insecurity, deep-seated fears about, like, your own self-worth and everything. And Bachelor figured it out with this one, like, mm-hmm. mid-season after, like, four weeks. Just add more people into it. It's so, not cool. No. So, Instead of Sarah coming back, which was only mildly awful yeah. to imagine, yeah. we get five new women in the house. Um, Harrison, like, tells us once again, I don't know why he keeps, like, pushing this, but he's like, there was a record response. And I'm like, maybe it's because everyone is unemployed and bored and horny. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we all want to be on the fucking, we all want con. <laughs> the government isn't doing anything, so I have to try out for The Bachelor. And also, this is a bullshit excuse. You, here's the thing. Tell us, don't show us. You could tell us every fucking day tell the cows go home that you had a record number of women for this season. That's great. That's amazing. I believe you. You don't need to show me by putting 40 women on. Like, like you can just tell me he's very coveted and then have a show. And so I don't believe it for one second. This is not the reason. They're doing it to create toxic drama. It's true. And it works. Babe, he's not coveted, though. He's coveted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to. I had to. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> oh, my God. So, first out of the limo is lovely Brittany. She's 23. She's a model from Chicago. Um, she immediately steps out of the van. But then, like, I'm like, wow, beautiful. Let's see what happens here. And then she forcefully kisses Matt without consent, and I run out of the house screaming. Because I just can't, (laughs) like, why can we not just have one season where I'm not, like, just, like, obscenely triggered by or even, like, boundaries. an episode. Like, episode. Every episode yeah. has, like, the blindfold, like, mm-hmm. a forced kiss, Victoria. Like, all of these are just, like, boundaries. Please, God. Please. Uh-huh. Um, all the women in the house feel the same as I do. Um, <laughs> I feel disrespected. I want to vomit. I'm, like, actually about to cry, which is, like, literally my reaction to every episode of this show. Um <laughs> And then like the second she enters the building, Victoria once again doesn't wait for anyone to sit down and is (laughs) like, um, see you quarantined and then just stayed in your room as a backup because some girls laughed. Is my impression getting any better? I don't know. It's perfect. Uh, So, Brady comes back with what is absolutely 1,000% a producer-suggested zinger, because she has no idea what's going on. And she's like, "Mm, no, they just wanted to save the best for last. And Victoria was found murdered at the scene, because that is exactly what she said when she got picked last, night one. (laughs) So the producers know what they are doing. (laughs) They're like, let's refeed this line back into the situation. And, like, Mm. I I know that what the producers are doing is toxic, but if there's, like, one through line that just, like, maybe brings some self-awareness to Victoria, I appreciate it. Unfortunately, I think they picked the wrong girl to try to make self-aware. Yeah. It's not gonna work. Um... Brittany is followed by Michelle, who's 27. She's a teacher from Minnesota. Ryan, 26, a dancer, choreographer from Brooklyn. Kim, who is an ICU nurse from L.A., and my fucking favorite person on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim's dress, uh, which is also its own character. It's stunning and bold and cool and hot and beautiful, and we don't deserve it. Mm-mm. Mm. And Catalina, who's 29, she's a former Miss... Puerto Rico, former Miss Puerto Rico. Um and she's <laughs> she's definitely a producer plant in this sense because like it's like the final boss form for Victoria in my mm. yeah, like my opinion, right? Like, like Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Um like literally the second she walks in the room, Victoria's like, <laughs> What's that? That's what I wear though. And then she's like She just snatches the actual crown from her head as, you know, um, Catalina gets into the building. And she's like, I don't have any context for this. Will anyone help me out? And everyone else is just, like, literal crickets. And I'm just like, can you guys do anything? No one's going to fucking say, like, really anything. I feel like some people were like, oh, come on. You know, but, like, she can't hear that. (laughs) You have to do something. I I like called Victoria cunt while I was recording an <laughs> Instagram live reaction of that, and then my phone decided that I shouldn't be able to say that and like deleted the video. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm not gonna get canceled this week. Listen, did you tell your phone about your First Amendment rights? <laughs> sure Jesus, is. I feel like that's what that's part of like the iTunes like uh, contract I sign, right? Like you can only say on. cunt sometimes, <laughs> or it's just me. <laughs> that's true they don't like it when i say no it. It only sounds, me it sounds yucky when i do it um so so yeah matt comes in he's like uh, there's a hundred percent chance there will be hostility there's a hundred percent chance there's gonna be drama i'm in trouble and then off camera i heard i'm not gonna do anything about it <laughs> um which like just to his credit is a thing I think it's just like a, a a job of the lead to not like yeah. intervene a whole lot, but I feel like yeah. the women who are leads do it, and mm-hmm. the men mm-hmm. do not do it. Mm-hmm. I don't have any anecdotal proof right now, no. But it's, it's if just, I get called for it, I will come up with it, and I will watch every season next week, and I will get fired from my job. So, <sighs> <laughs> yeah, don't fire me from my job, please. Uh, Matt goes back to the rose ceremony. And you, I can't <laughs> fucking. So Matt goes back to the rose ceremony. Oh my God. I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, now it has to fucking say it. Matt goes back to the rose ceremony. Victoria steals him away very quickly so they can. No, I literally, I can't. <laughs> so Matt starts the rose ceremony. <laughs> and... Uh, Victoria. Well, he wants to start it, and Victoria steals him away very quickly. So <laughs> you end. fucked it up too. It's a hard sentence. So Anna, who has been, um, let's call it like with like what Victoria says, like not spiraling. <laughs> um, since the yes. new women appeared, uh, Anna recognizes Brittany um, because they're both from Chicago. You know, like, a huge fucking city. So, naturally, you would know someone from your fucking hometown. It, like, what the fuck? That that means nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she and her permanent stink face um, express that Brittany is sketchy and she's not here for Matt. And then, like, outside, just as Victoria is telling Matt that she believes they would be a good match... To which he responds, agreed, which is where I stop trusting him permanently. (laughs) He cannot gain my trust back. I don't give a fuck. Um, Ruined for me. Um, Brittany walks in and asks to steal him away. Um, And then, like, we don't really see a whole lot of his conversations with the new women, which is Mm -hmm. tragic. Because I need to see more of Kim's dress and being. I feel that I love her. And... (laughs) Um, instead we see a whole lot of women sort of just spiraling about the unexpected arrival of the new women. Um, we get a lot of jealousy, like, just projecting toxicity. And, again, this is what my brain looks like inside. I didn't like seeing it last night. Yeah, it's Um, really rude. Very rude. Yeah, Um, but, you know, the show must go on, and Matt gives out roses, um... Even though he doesn't know half the women's names. Um, MJ, Piper, Bree, Maggie, Michelle, Mari, Ryan, Kit, Serena C, Abigail, Kate, Victoria, Lauren, Brittany, Jasenia, Anna, and Catalina are sticking around. In addition to the women who already got roses. And um, Kayla, Callie, and Kim Wow, like the Kardashians, they all get sent home. Wow. Um, which is sad because I really did like um, all three of those women, Literally like genuinely. All of them. Um, they were, Kelly, we never, Kelly, Ka- Kaylee, Kaylee, God damn it. We never get to see her very much. She's so pretty. I like her Instagram. And Kayla is uh, stunning and amazing. <laughs> she yeah. does really great advocacy work for um, the food banks and for um, food stamps. Um, Go check out our profile. It's really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's also really nice? No, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> you know, just like one of those real nice down earth, down to earth guys, Ben Higgins. Uh, he comes in to give advice and to be tall, because uh, <laughs> apparently him <laughs> and Matt are ten feet tall, and Chris Harrison is famously five year old. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um. True or false? I don't know if you'll know this reference or not. Ben Higgins looks a little bit like Larry the Cucumber. No, I but also know. Matt James does too. Mm. So they they just have some evangelical Veggie Tales like Veggie Tales things situation going on. Oh boy! Real homies from Vacation Bible School will know. Um, (laughs) Um, but yeah, they, of course, add it, they bring in the old guard to, um, make sure that ABC is constantly promoting their sponsored, sanctioned podcast, so Ben Higgins is there. He also has a book coming out, so apparently we need to know this. I thought about texting him, since I actually do have Ben Higgins' phone number. Um, if you don't know that story, text me later. Um, (laughs) but I didn't message him because I thought it would be stalkerish. Um, (laughs) gross i don't yeah yeah we don't, don't remember even do. what he said at all they were just tall together um maybe they <laughs> linked legs and saw how many times they could wrap them around each other that's what i'm choosing to remember um it felt like i if i'm going to fake the conversation it's like dude just like listen to your heart um just like trust the process and it's like ben you did that and you are not Marrying the person that you picked at the end. Um, so I think what Ben was saying is pick someone seven years younger than you. Ooh. And maybe it'll all work out. I wish Ben the most happiness, actually. I think he's a generally decent person who is just yeah. trying to do the right thing and struggling sometimes, but at least open to listening. Yes. I'll give 100%. him that. Yeah, he listens to his heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. He listens you know to your shows? farts and his heart. <laughs> Um yeah, so they have a Fall in Love Fest and it's like an obstacle course kind of thing. It's Pickathon. Um, yeah, it's Pickathon basically. Oh my god. <laughs> the locals will get that one. Um first the contestants have to paddle across a lake in a giant like hollowed out gourd. Um it looked very unsafe. Then they have to put on a squirrel costume and they dig around for an acorn labeled with their name with bunch of leaves that terrified me because spiders i do not like it mm-hmm. um it, does and... this mean that matt james is a furry because that he that was <gasps> that costume was not necessary oh i, I feel be. like we just gotta talk about it okay. put it out okay. in the universe yeah just let us know no, no kink shame for us Mm-mm. um and then at that point they race this finish line um and maggie is stuck in a pumpkin in the water still and that's where she still is today so this is where I'm going to start because <laughs> um, I I do the notes. I get to decide when My I talk God. about Survivor on this podcast. <laughs> Jesus. So it's gonna, I'm warning you now. It's going to happen twice on this episode <laughs> that I'm going to talk about Survivor. Um, but this is... <laughs> see, I texted Allie about this today. Allie, who's famously on the bonus episode of the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are both... Survivor fans we started watching it during quarantine this year and like Mm. if you're looking for something to do like and are still just like stuck in quarantine bad headspace Survivor is fucking fun to watch and there are literally 35 seasons of it all on Hulu so like just go ham it's love that um so this is my very brief Survivor Bachelor fanfic crossover um, it's called Survivor 41, Ema Colon. So everyone at this point wants to take Victoria, who plays a Johnny Fairplay role, to the end because they know they can beat her at the end. Oh. They blindsided Sarah from the last episode, who's like an Aussie type, very good at the game, like naturally charismatic, just like good at all the like little things that, you know, you can do to get alone time. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, to the point where she sends herself home or they blindside her into going home. Mm -hmm. The episode then brings in five contestants from Second Chance Island and then things really start to heat up from there. (laughs) And this is the point where I stop talking about Survivor and I have already (laughs) masturbated and, you know, like, stopped being horny about this entire situation. (laughs)
1: And now okay. we can move
0: on until the next time I talk about Survivor. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's move on. Um, fuck. Uh, whatever. Although that you was get brilliant. Me. That was <laughs> brilliant. You were, <sighs> whatever. I was enthralled. I kind of got it a little bit. I was like, wait. After like the three episodes I watched once, I kind of was like, okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I like the idea of bringing bringing somebody to the very end so that you can murder them. Mm-hmm. Love this. Um, after at the after party, uh. Anna, who is, like, just consistently just smelling shit, apparently, because her face is just permanently, like... Ugh. She's um, got a scrunchy nose. A little scrunchy nose situation going on. It's really... Oh, somebody DM'd us, finally. Um, remember last week we were like, Anna makes us uncomfortable for some reason. We can't really figure out why. Um, It turns out she's a Gemini. Don't say that. Allie's a Gemini. Oh, oops. Not all Geminis um, are bad. We only feel okay. that way about Pisces. Um, okay, okay. Fair. <laughs> I, no, like, she, I feel like, you know how people are like, oh, it's not my fault. I have resting bitch face, a la, like, the text my mom sent me yesterday. Yeah. Anna has resting shit face. Like, she is just constantly smelling shit all the time. Like, it's just like. <laughs> and, oh, my God. When you just did that face, it reminded me of Strangers with Candy. Did you ever watch that show? Mm-mm. Um, Strangers with Candy with, um, fucking, what's her face? Oh, I'm blinking. Anyway, she does that same face. Oh, pe- I love pe- that people. podcasts are a visual medium. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God, we are the worst. Um, so she finally gets her, like, one-on-one time, on one time with Matt during the, this date. Um, and she, of course, <laughs> is very quickly interrupted by who else but Brittany, the woman that she is already very mad at for a reason we don't really know at the point you know we're like wait what's going on she just knows her from Chicago like what did she like but like what a coincidence right yeah right oh my god um Anna insists on um keeping him for a few more minutes with that you know just like church woman sneer that she's just perfected and you're mm-hmm. like oh my god it is like it is like the church woman from uh, SNL yeah um. So, like, Brittany Brittany's yeah. like, yeah, I'll give you, like, five more minutes. She sort of walks off into, like, a a room. <laughs> it, it's, like, one of those rooms, like, outside of restaurants that, where it's, like, wait, this is outside dining, but there's, like, a <laughs> building here. Okay. um, um So, she – so, Anna, like, enters her ITM fuming, saying, like, I want to be, like, yo, girl, I know some dirt on you, so don't w- mess with me. And then so we get this up. whole, like – um. So, Brittany, maybe an escort, and like she, like there's like information that you can deliver in a certain way. That's like I have no pleasure in saying this, but, mm-hmm. but she's literally just like she has like a shit-eating grin. Like I kid you mm-hmm. not, she's just like, mm-hmm. so I hate to say this, but mm-hmm. Brittany, maybe an escort. It's, um, and like. It's wild. She, so they, they go back to the – I mean, like, I don't know that I have it, like, all in order. That's but funny. she goes back and forth, like, it goes back and forth between, you know, like, Matt talking to people and, like, Anna talking to people about what's going on mm-hmm. um, with Brittany. And there's a point where she's talking to Victoria. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're talking to Victoria on purpose. Yeah. Because yeah. – That's a choice. Like – Victoria is going to validate and be there for whatever the fuck you have to say. It doesn't matter who it's about. It doesn't, as long as it's not about her, she's gonna, like, she's gonna support you. And I feel a very, very specific way about, like, what Anna is trying to do because I feel like she's been setting this up or it's been set up for a while. Mm hmm. Well yeah cuz it's not just that she randomly kind of tells Victoria and then eventually other women like she has like she even, like a couple seconds ago she said it uh yo girl i have dirt on you so you better not mess with me like it's a like it's a literal threat mm-hmm. to like reveal something uh, first of all, it would be shitty if she was just also doing that to reveal, like, I don't know, some other weird thing, you know. Like but she then, has a her, kid, or like, yeah, exactly, yeah, like that. something like that. But like, even like, oh, she's had an affair with the guy that I know. remember, like Victoria F or whatever. Like, oof, right, mm-hmm. that's like horrible, right? But like, no, she's going to tell something that can really, like, when you out somebody as a sex worker. It can, unfortunately, do a lot of damage in people's lives. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way, but it can. Yeah. so that is not okay. <laughs> and I do want to talk about that. Yes. Um, we have a couple things I want to cover mm-hmm. before, if that's okay. Yes. Um, But I think, like, Victoria gives her the validation yeah. that she thinks is necessary for her to bring it up to other people throughout yes. the night. Yeah. And I think she told Victoria first because Victoria is going to be like, yeah, f- fuck yeah, dude. Like, what mm-hmm. is Victoria going to say? Like, oh, no, maybe you should think about that for longer. Like, no, <laughs> famously, no, never said out of Victoria's mouth ever. Um, so Anna sort of goes on and she's like, there's a rumor because she knows all the rich men in Chicago that Brittany may be an escort. She may be having transactional relationships with wealthy men. I'm just, like, I'm sorry. You may Venmo me to speak to me about this. Like, <laughs> if that makes me an escort, like, whatever. Like, this is just so silly. And also, like, how do you know all the wealthy men in Chicago? Yeah, I'm like, and how do your friend? It doesn't, what? No, I know wealthy men. They're called fucking the guy who makes Teslas. And... The man who owns Amazon. I know of rich men. Listen, no. The guy who makes Teslas is the baby of the guy who makes Teslas. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, never- ra- just, like, to to wrap up this date, which is nightmarish for me, um, Brie ends up getting the rose because she does the thing where she's like, hey, I like you. And he's like, wow, that's the first time I've ever heard that. Because everyone else is just full of shit. Um, <laughs> s- which, you know, he can't even imagine, you know. <laughs> can't even possibly imagine that a woman might like him. Um, so Anna just, like, reacts to this by just, like, blaming other women that she didn't get the rose. So she just, like, immediately zeroes in on Brittany after being totally, like, like, hyped up from Victoria, of course, mm-hmm. and in front of everyone. And Max left the room, but it's all the women there sitting in the room now um, on the group date. And she's just like, hey, so I just really want to talk to you about something. Um, I was getting a lot of messages from people in Chicago before coming here. And um, just kind of them saying, watch out for this girl, that you're like an escort and all of that stuff. Um. Ugh. That sucks. Because <laughs> like- what she was intending with that statement is to shame her in front of all of the people present and in front of a camera that's going to be put on national television. It was not like a, can I, can I bring you outside? And, like, let's try to go to, like, the far corner and, like, maybe talk when we're, like, off camera. Literally real like- ones know that if you go in the bathroom. Yes. yes. They're not allowed to film you in the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. So if you're, like, genuinely concerned for, like, First of all, being a sex worker is not something to be concerned over in regards to, to the way Anna's concerned about it, Mm-mm. i.e. being here for the wrong reasons. Um, but, like, do that privately. But that's not, that's not the reason she's doing it. And so. she's already brought it up to one person who, if yeah. she didn't confront, you know, Brittany mm-hmm. about this, Victoria would have at some <laughs> point told down everybody. the road. Like, she just told the most toxic person in the house, like the biggest quote-unquote like secret or whatever Mm -hmm. and then was just like so i'm coming here to have the moral high ground that i've heard some shit about you Mm -hmm. and i just like i just want to like put it out there i want to like clear the air and it's just like britney who does not know who the fuck this person is yeah um, at all she's like okay i am not an escort I don't love that you've said this to other people. And then Anna stops and is like, oh, I think, you know, that's an awful thing to say about someone and I want to apologize. And I'm just like, there there are already, like, 50 things wrong with your apology anyway because yeah. it took her, like, three seconds of talking for you to be like, oh, yeah, actually, apologies. And also, like... You, you, like, in your apology, you admit that you feel that it's shameful to be a sex worker or, like, accuse someone of being a sex worker. Like, your apology isn't even coming from the right place. No. (laughs) No. It is, like, she's embarrassed or something. Mm -hmm. It's, like, okay. And then, yeah, so, um, so she definitely thinks there's something wrong with it and that it couldn't be used as, like, some way to take advantage of the situation in this, like, situation. Mm-hmm. with Matt and the show um yeah. i think i think in regards to anna what it comes down to is she's felt very insecure from the beginning yes, of course so like if you're if you're viewing this whole thing as a game which like ultimately honestly it kind of is mm-hmm. um she thought it was upsetting that like she was starting to feel sort of like leveled out and five other women came in, and she didn't know if she was going to be able to stick around in, like, this game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, when they did the rose ceremony, like, she was obviously happy to stay around. And she's, like, wondering how she can get, like, a leg up and stay in yeah. again. And, and that's the one thing she can do is just trying to, like... She's trying to make her seem like she's untrustworthy. Yeah. Oof, I hate that! hmm Fuck! Um, is like, I'm not an escort, um... She remains very calm, even though she's obviously really upset. Um, making a conclusion about me before you even know me, that's... Shitty. Shitty. Um, and I just feel like everyone's against me right now. and because every- Also, no one's saying anything. All the other women are just sitting there kind of, like, stunned. And I'm not really ultimately, like... I don't know if they didn't say forward, anything or if we're just yeah. not seeing anything. Oh, true, 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 true. They might have actually said some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oof. And then Victoria drinks some champagne looking at, like, a total bitch. And so here's the part where we want to talk about sex work a little bit. (laughs) Here's the part where I want to talk about Survivor a little bit. (laughs) So if you'll allow me, I mean, like, this is a little bit of, like, a way to work around it. But it's something I also saw on Survivor. And, like, Mm -hmm. I was trying to, like you know, like, parse out my feelings about how I felt about it, but it reminded me of something I saw on Survivor when it was, like, Gen X versus Millennials. Mm. Um, And it's, like, it's a similar plot line, I feel like, in all reality shows. Like, you, you put in, like, a word of, you know, something, like, a rumor or something mm-hmm. that so will, distrust. like, breed yeah. distrust yeah. among, like, fellow contestants, and it will eventually get them kicked off so you can go a little bit further. Yeah. And so it's more apparent in this like season of Survivor. So um, basically um, on Survivor, Gen X versus Millennials, um, when they were in Tribal Council, one of the players outed a contestant, who is literally my favorite person, um, mm-hmm. the person they outed, as trans. And they were they framed it in a way that was like, you can't trust this person because they didn't tell you that they were trans. But I know this about them because they told me. Um, And so like Zeke, the trans person, um, like his family and his friends knew about this already. And he had been like trans for a while, Mm -hmm. but like he had moved cities, you know, he had been living as a trans man for so long that he hadn't, you know, like told his like colleagues in this certain city oh that God. he was trans because it wasn't like he's living his life as like I, um he just like passes as a yeah, dude, was, you know, you wouldn't yeah. question otherwise. Oh, yeah. Um and so like but It was used as a way to, like, make other people feel, like, untrustworthy toward him. Wow. And I felt that it was, like, a similar circumstance here. Mm -hmm. Like. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Like, I told you first, so Mm -hmm. therefore you shouldn't trust this person, regardless of whether it's true or not. And it automatically puts her, Brittany, in a defensive position. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. And that's what she felt. She said, I, I feel like I'm in a situation where everyone's looking at me differently. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. And so, like, regardless of whether or not what they're saying is true, mm-hmm. like, she's just meant to, she's just, like, defending herself, like, the entire time. And no matter what she says, whether she's, like, pro-sex work or not pro-sex work, mm-hmm. we don't even get to, like, really see that because she's just like, no, I'm not a sex worker. <laughs> like, let's not, Oh. That, I love, uh, I hated that story, but I it's, it is really, it really ties into a thing I wanted to talk about because there's been discussion today about, online a little bit, about if you are a sex worker, when do you disclose that to a new partner? And some people have said that you have to do that, like, right away, you know? Or that, like, it's, you know, the comparison is that, like, if, Somebody's a virgin, and you don't tell them early enough into the dating thing that that's like misleading the person. And it's like, okay, that those are not comparable things, because outing yourself as a sex worker or outing yourself as trans to people can can lead to like violence and mm-hmm. death, and those are the worst, you know, cases. And the the lesser but still horrible things is that your life can be ruined. You can lose your job. You can be You know, exiled from your community. Your family could leave you. Like, you can lose so much if you come out about these really highly stigmatized things. And you... Yes, at some point, it would be great if you get a trustful relationship with somebody where you feel like you can come out to them about these things in your life. That is the ideal situation. But you should absolutely not be expected to do that night one. No, and I think... (laughs) I think especially too, like, who, who... Okay, so far on the show, we don't know what Victoria does for a living. She's, she's labeled as queen on the show. Am I supposed to, am I supposed to believe that she's a fucking queen? I don't fucking think so, honey. And, like, secondly, like, yeah, the whole thing with, like, I mean, like, using the survivor example, like, someone outing mm-hmm. as trans, like, how do they know that their family knows about mm-hmm. that? Like, it mm-hmm. was so fortunate That like Zeke's family was already supportive and like already on board and knew, but they did have to go explain that to the people that didn't know about that, that know that about them Mm -hmm. in their career. Yeah. You know, like when they got back home and they mentioned that they had to leave like a specific like comedy group that they were a part of because they were like, it's still like a form of outing, even if you're out. Like, that's not her information to share, like, period. Yeah. Just And so, like, one of the things I was going to say, too, is just, like, if if we're talking about the example you were talking about before, we're, like, Mm -hmm. we were, like, wondering, like, why Maddie didn't share that she was a virgin Mm -hmm. earlier in the episode. Mm -hmm. And, like, the people that are comparing those two things. We had, like, a follower talk to us earlier today, um... That like made it very clear to me, um, that like that's a choice she made. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like that should be shared with a partner when you feel comfortable. Yeah. And as like, well. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Ugh. if you're a sex worker, that is like like Maddie's virginity involved somebody else on a personal level that they were both here to solve. Mm-hmm. Or like both trying to figure out right Mm -hmm. whereas like if this person were a sex worker Mm -hmm. they do not need to share right away that they are a Mm -hmm. sex worker if they don't want to Mm -hmm. and like like when i met you were you like uh share with me your job now (laughs) no that's no that's fucking ridiculous you would have never talked to me if i told you i did seo for a living that's fucking (laughs) stupid Yeah, you should be ashamed and um, I am (laughs) and ostracized from your community. But it's like it just is, yeah. And you yes. Like again, yeah, hopefully you get to a stage where you can feel comfortable and you share that with people. But like until you know that you reveal that that, that right away. Yeah, until you know that you are gonna be trusted in a trusting situation and you're gonna be safe, then you do not need to reveal that. Um Unless you want – I mean, it's, like, that's the the person's choice, but it's not, like, it needs to be expected of you, you know? Because, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, again, it's really highly stigmatized and – and you could get – you could get And, like, sometimes illegal. It's, like, illegal. illegal. It's not protected. Like, your parents could disown you. Like, there are so many things that could go wrong. But also, like, even if you just want to, like, not share that on television, like, Mm -hmm. who – like – it is not Anna's responsibility to like air this, Matt and she's so not even airing it to Matt. It's not even like she's actually concerned about oh, Matt. Yeah. She's just trying exactly. to like oh. feed into this like weird like McCarthyian thing about just like so. hating the five women that oh. were a part of this like you know Sh- shitty shit thing that up. Bachelor did. Yeah, exactly. So, a- <laughs> <sighs> um, I want to kind of like. Wrap up a little bit. We'll always continue this conversation because it's something I love talking about. I'm going to link in the episode notes a couple articles that I think are decent and explain um, the topic of, like, decriminalizing sex work, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty key in the discussion about sex work um, because it being illegal does not stop the abuse or trafficking from happening unlike a lot of people think it does making things illegal actually just serves to put things further and further underground and in the darkness so that more abuse and trafficking can actually continue to happen because the sex workers are afraid to come to the police because they will get arrested. Mm-hmm. So they will not come forward when they are being abused. Um, it also serves to make the good Johns, the people who are like decent humans who are paying for sex work, be afraid to also report abuse because they are going to get arrested for paying for sex work. So illegalizing sex work does not, stop sex work and it's much like the abortion conversation (laughs) making it illegal does not stop it it just makes it actually more harmful um so i'll link that article and then there's another article i want to link about the um sesta fosta bill that passed a couple years ago that's really made a lot of sex work even harder to do as well because it makes websites have to Um, makes, like, Instagram (laughs) responsible for trafficking. So they put really intense regulations on their Instagram, on their accounts to, like, make it so that they are not responsible for somebody getting hurt. And that's how we get people getting banned. I would also like to say that if you're, um, in any way curious about, like, the conversation regarding, like, sesta Fasta, like, the whole, like, Wayfair, like, child trafficking thing. Yeah. Which is, like, a huge basis of what, like, QAnon is a part of. There is an episode on a podcast called You're Wrong About that's about child trafficking that really breaks down why, like, this whole thing has been, like, overblown. Mm -hmm. Like, why it's happening. It's extremely interesting. And, like, it links so many things about, like, sex work together. Just, like, know ultimately that regulations against sex work in our government in the Mm -hmm. u.s government as it currently operates do Mm -hmm. not protect sex workers Mm -hmm. it further endangers Mm -hmm. them and like literally it's the same thing about like the drug abuse Mm -hmm. epidemic like you were saying it, it links to abortion It also Links to drug or, like, people are going to, this is a behavior that is going to happen, and we need to mm-hmm. support these people mm-hmm. if this is a thing they want to get out of, if this is a thing they want to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but the market is there, we need to protect the people the that people. are, like, yeah. that yeah. exist within the system, rather than remove any, like, <sighs> safe ways for them to operate. <laughs> We're doing nothing right. And that is the theme of the podcast. (laughs) Woo. Beautiful. Beautiful said though. Um, Oh, back to the, back to the sweet and cute and wholesome thing. Yeah. We get a, (laughs) we get a date. Oh, Oh, one date. Yeah. We get one sweet, normal date um, with Matt and Michelle. This was my favorite date. I think of the season so far. Yeah, actually. Definitely. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Um, So Matt and Michelle go on an extreme scavenger hunt. Uh, They go on a zip line. Um, they have, uh, get to know each other activity, which is really the scariest one of them all. (laughs) Um, they both want to have three kids. We learned that. I think that's the first thing I've learned about Matt this whole season. (laughs) And then (laughs) we have the (laughs) classic and long teased hot air balloon kiss. Classic. Beautiful. I was concerned for his safety as a very tall man, that he might fall out of the hot air balloon because I've been on one of them and the center of gravity on those things are really flimsy. <laughs> I, I would sit down and cry immediately. I can't yeah. do shit like that. That's nuts. It's nice. fucked. In <laughs> um, the night portion of the date, Michelle, um, they're in like this auto mechanic building, which was the wrong scenario <laughs> for that. Um, not okay. Uh, Michelle brings up how hard like 2020 has been for her students Um, in Minnesota due in part to the pandemic and the murder of George, George Floyd, um, because it is close to them. Um, she says like as a teacher, um, that she has done her best to support her students through like this tough time and having really tough conversations and that all of these like crises and social realities that have been brought up are just like really hard. Um, and they've also apparently talked about the achievement and opportunity gaps that they've experienced in their careers um, running nonprofits and being teachers. Um, and they seem to honestly have, like, a super strong connection. And also they make out a lot. Yeah, like, a lot. In a way that didn't make me uncomfortable, but in a way that I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he gives her the rose, and they're in the back of a car... Um, that looks like a 1950s diner that's just, like, run down. It looks like a e but 1950s diner. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess this is appropriate for pandemic. <laughs> and then I think we get what is supposed to be, like, the hot, sexy, cool, fun scene of the show, which is just <laughs> girl fight date. <laughs> um, But unfortunately, none of the new girls are there, so, like, what the fuck is the point? Victoria's not there, and none of the new girls are there, so, like, why... <laughs> why are we here um so yeah we get to just watch uh the og crew according to whoever the fuck said that on this episode uh try to rip each other's extensions out um mia st john um who's a boxer comes out for like 30 seconds to be like maybe do this or do this this is an uppercut (laughs) um and then after that, they just have to climb into the ring and just, you know, like, fuck each other, just fillers up for no reason. I'm not even <laughs> saying this as judgment. I'm just, like, literally concerned, like, those are thousands of dollars, and I know that somebody's fillers got fucked up. They just got them, too, like, right before coming. You know that. It's only been a month. <laughs> um, So Matt decided, like, this didn't super bring his penis joy like most girl fights do, and... um. One girl gets lobbed in the fucking throat, and then someone gets punched <laughs> in the nose so hard that he's like, okay, you know, yeah, I wasn't horny about this, producers, you were right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I was enjoying the hell out of it. I was masturbating furiously in the and corner. I asked you to stop over and over again, and you just were like, I, mm, earmuffs, <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> So, like, Rachel and Piper get some one-on-one time with him. And then we sort of, it's just going back to the holding pen thing. Like, the, mm. the fight with Victoria and Katie has started, like, the whole crux of the episode. Yeah. And then it's just, you know, we have the whole, I mean, Victoria's saying over and over, like, hooker whore prostitute shit. Oh, my God. And then we get the Anna shit, you know, on top of it. And so this is just sort of a continuation of wow. that conversation. Um, And the holding pen, the women on the date are just taking time to, like, bash the mm-hmm. new contestants. Because, again, there's no new contestants on this, um, mm-hmm. you know, particular date. And that was genius on the producer's part mm. for this reason alone. Like, I know yeah. you said earlier, like, oh, it's weird that the new ones aren't on this date. Like, yeah. oh. No, this is the reason is to give the OG crew... Um, space to just, like, get trashed and talk shit. Yeah, and actually, now that you're saying that, um, they separated Victoria and Katie. Yeah. So, Katie is still on the -hmm. shit-talking crew, but without Victoria and
1: Mm -hmm. without
0: any of the new people. So, Victoria, the voice of reason... Yeah. ...is here just being like, come on. Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. (laughs) Um... Yeah, she listens for a while, but then she, like, pauses she's like, I get it. We're, like, all entitled to our feelings, but at the end of the day, they live with us. And I would hate to be on their side of this. Like, at some point, we've got to kind of get over it and just welcome them into the house a little bit. And, and that's the thing I wanted to bring up, too, is because there, there was a lot of points throughout the episode where people were like, oh, these women have, like a benefit and that they're like a shiny new object and i'm like are you kidding me no they don't Don't. they have three Mm. weeks of like backlog to fill up and i get like all these conversations are like superficial and everyone's feeling insecure but this is a tool of the show to make people Mm. think that like the proletariat are the problem instead (laughs) of (laughs) i'm i'm not gonna get into (laughs) Marxist shit I promised I would stop. But like <laughs> you left us <his> cuck. <laughs> left us cuck. But yeah. Like these women aren't the problem. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the show. You know, and but it's it's a point of drama. Mm-hmm. I mean some of the women are a problem too. I mean, I feel like no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I disagree. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, yeah. Last week, after the Sarah stuff, like, MJ and uh, Serena both made, like, Instagram story apologies, talking about how they felt bad, and they said, like, you know, I was kind of not in my best place, The show does a weird shit to you, I didn't know about her dying dad, et cetera, et cetera. and, like. Yeah, they're week, purposefully not given information, because yeah. it doesn't help the, you know, like, it doesn't help the show for them to have all the information. Yeah. But this is, like, a pretty clear case, and again, this is solely also not completely on these women's he- shoulders, is that the producers brought this in to specifically create more than insecurities, mm-hmm. and they're going to team up together and talk shit about the ones that are different, or making them in- insecure, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it just is so obvious, and it's, mm, it's, it's sad, but... It sucks, and yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, everybody in this room is, like, Katie, you're being a buzzkill. <laughs> um, and, like, it's hard being a rational person in a sea of Danicas. Like, I get it. I know. So, like, Casey... Or, oh, my God. Casey, <laughs> Casey Musgraves' Katie decides <laughs> to inform Matt about all of the drama, which, like, immediately last night I was, like, Katie... I want you to be here for the whole season. Please don't do this. But I feel like she's doing a sacrifice. Yeah. That yeah. we all need mm-hmm. and want and love. Mm-hmm. I'm just sad to see her go in, like, three episodes. Yeah, because this. just... This role usually never lasts well, you know. You looked over at me, you are like, Jenna, how do you feel about this? I was like, okay, well, she's doing it for the right reasons for the first time in forever. Because mm-hmm. um, she's just, like, not just going to the lead for, like, petty stuff. She's going to the lead for, like, pretty... Fix this. You know, yeah, fix this. And she says there's some really bad rumors starting about the new girls and that literally could ruin their lives. Um and I'm not even exaggerating. She gently suggests that Matt addresses the bullying the next day when, like, everyone's together, maybe at a cocktail party. Um, and the bachelor agrees, saying, he'll never stand for this kind of behavior. That didn't age well. That didn't age well at all. No. Um, he's like, who's spreading these rumors and why? Um, he says something about, like, bullying their way to my heart is not the way to do it. That's why he sent me home the first week. Because <laughs> that's all I can do. <laughs> um. Oh, man. So we're it's her- almost, it's just really is almost as if something's like, it's all connected. Because that did not age well at all. No, <laughs> It didn't even age well, like, from beginning to end of episode. Like, Yeah, exactly. God. <laughs> um, but, Katie, thank you for doing the hard work of being, yeah. like, a good person in... Mm-hmm. It's gotta be lonely. I mean, like, I know we didn't see, like, a whole lot. Like, I know, like, we joke around a lot about, like, me being Victoria because, like, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm just, like, yeah, you're a fucking bitch on this podcast. Mm -hmm. But, like, generally speaking, like, when I'm interacting with people, I'm like, oh, that's, like, not nice. Or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm not here for that kind of shit normally. Um, But it's Mm -hmm. not... It's not a pleasant spot to be in. Like, when you're in a room full of people and you're the only person disagreeing. Yeah. Um, or being vocal about it, at yeah. least. Yeah. And taking that chance to, yeah. like, speak up and um, risk being sent home. Right. And I am not saying that Katie is the only person. Again, Certainly I think not. that there's a storyline there that we're going to mm-hmm. see a little bit more of. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure there were other people, I at least I hope, saying something mm-hmm. that just, like, weren't shown. Mm-hmm. um but it just didn't like fit the narrative in like a neat way I actually do have slight inside knowledge that some of the other women were vocal um privately you know mm-hmm. or actually there were, there was cameras on them but that they yeah who knows you know how who knows how editing goes? I have I have sources, and Katie was not the only one who was saying this is fucked up, especially regarding the sex worker discourse. Oh, yeah, for discourse. sure. Discourse, so. And I think we're um, going to see more of it next week. They kind yeah. of left that on, like, a weird <laughs> cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. <laughs> and so we're, we're going to hate some more stuff next week, folks. Yeah, um, stay tuned. Come back. <laughs> In the meantime, we're going to do some housekeeping. This is the first chore I've done all week. So... <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. Um, If you're still here and with us, um, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we recorded our first bonus episode for our Patreon subscribers. It's available for five bucks. So even if you just want to hear this one and don't want to subscribe to another one, that's Mm -hmm. the cost. You can make that choice for yourself. It will only hurt my feelings and my feelings aren't worth very much. So (laughs) (laughs) we also had our first Zoom live. Uh, Yeah, this last Saturday which I thought I did not know how that was going to go yeah it was it was a little nerve-wracking like how are we gonna and so we're still trying to figure it out but I think by the end of it we like got a little groove going on and Mm -hmm. like we had like a solid group of people that you know would like chime in um it wasn't just us talking like other people chimed in I thought it was really fun and I really enjoyed how that um panned out so for those of you who were there thank you so much (laughs) we loved you you. i am sorry that you didn't want to look at my ass or jenna's breasts but we had somebody who was in new zealand watching it was amazing yeah there were two people in two very different time zones (laughs) from us and i was like why would you wake up at 1am to do this (laughs) It was amazing. We love you. Um, It was really fun. And like you said, yeah, we got to have people like chime in and like talk to us. And it was really great. And so that's for our top tier Patreon if you are interested in doing that. mm -hmm. And um, we're going to do it again next month. Um, Probably similar vibes. Um, And then just from the future, you know, take suggestions from people if you want us to play games or talk about anything specific. Sometimes not even The Bachelor. Like, fuck. We have a lot to say about a lot of other things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have so much material about my farts. (laughs) um and jenna's votes so uh, we also ordered our stickers for this season of the bachelor those -hmm. should be in in a couple of weeks we'll be sending them out to the patreon people very soon but they'll also be up well we'll let you know i'm sure Mm -hmm. well by we i mean jenna and (laughs) whatever's left over after the patreon thing will be up for grabs um so stay tuned um Mm -hmm. thank you so much to Alina for. Uh, designing them for us they were way better than anything we were thinking of Um, exactly i'm like i remember my little drawing i sent to you i'm like i think it should look like this and it was like half gif half drawing on my girl i didn't even fucking send that that was the wildest thing i've ever seen (laughs) Like a three-year-old drew, drew. It. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, actually, I feel like one of our memes should be like your concept drawing yes, versus yes. what we got. Because... Oh no, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that like on when we announce what the sticker design is. I'll be like, yeah. what we ordered, what we got. Yeah, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> um, and then, uh, one of the last things, um. So for next, I promise we're not going to talk about Patreon all the time. We're just getting yeah. started. So we just, like, want to let people know what's coming up. You can listen for free all the time. This is going to happen every week. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, do not feel, like, obligated to um, subscribe if you don't want to. This is just bonus shit. Um, but for next month, um, <laughs> we, we're we so excited. Um, <laughs> Jen, do you want to say? Yeah, so next week, um, next month, for our bonus episode, we have, um, the honor of interviewing the... Taylor Nolan. (laughs) Oh, shit, I (laughs) fucked it up. Let's try it again. Ready? 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 (laughs) The Taylor Nolan. (laughs) Nolan. Oh, my God, we're, oh, my God, we're gonna ruin this episode, isn't it? It's gonna be... The interview with her is going to be, okay, fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. Here's the thing. If you don't, (laughs) if you don't send us questions to ask her, this is what it's going to sound like. (laughs) It's us just, like, trying to talk to this person who we love and adore and, like, I don't know. Oh, my God. Fuck. Um, So, just for those of you who have made it this far, somehow, for the two of you who have made it this far, um, we um have until the end of the month to send her some questions we have our own you know thoughts about what we want to talk about um but if there's anything you guys like want us to ask Mm -hmm. feel free to send it our way no guarantees obviously Mm -hmm. um but yeah just like send over your thoughts or even just like Mm -hmm. encouraging things like i'm (laughs) sure she would love to hear that or actually i love that ew just like send them like in her own instagram inbox and also to us um So yeah, like we're going to talk to Taylor. We are so excited. Um, I... I'm very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm prepared quite yet, but I will be prepared in a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll, We weeks. We will figure it out somehow. We took the day off mostly and we're just gonna do it and we're gonna scream and poop like three times and then interview Taylor Nolan because that's what our life is right now. I cannot even and honestly we have to say thank you to everybody who's like listening and subscribing and like talking, like hyping us up and everything. You guys are amazing. Like the only reason Danica and I even have the confidence to ask Someone like Taylor to be on our podcast is because of, like, the love and support that you guys give us, like, all the time. It's just – we were talking about it last week. It just – I can't. Ah! I think, like, one of our, like, podcast resolutions or, like, resolutions as, like, friends even, Mm -hmm. like, outside of the podcast was to just, Mm -hmm. like, ask our ass because we've been doing it for a while. But it's literally only because we've received so much support. Mm Mm-hmm. And like constructive feedback that we feel mm-hmm. like we're even in a place to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, thank yeah. you for that support. Yeah. And thank you so much. Yeah. Like, send us questions. We would love it if you send us to the email so we could keep better track of it. Yeah. It's datecardthepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and then, before we wrap it up for the night, uh, of course, this is we saved the best for last, just like Victoria. <laughs> We saved the best for him to, um, you know, (laughs) cut out if he accidentally does so. Um, We hired my fiancé, hot producer Andrew, (laughs) to do post-recording work for us. We are so thankful for him. Um, He learned how to do everything, like, this last week. Yeah. He's, like... He's, he's like, a Virgo, like Jenna, so he's already yes. just, like, typing on Google all the time, like, how do I do this? How do I do this? He's, like, figuring out ways to improve it. So if we all of a sudden sound better this week, it's his fault. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I was, like, truly amazed because I was, like, oh, I'll come over here and tell him my, like, five things I do that are just, like, utter trash. And we'll work together and it'll be amazing. And I'm, like, super excited for it, right? You know, I have, like, I have no worries. And then I come, I come to him and he's, like oh, yeah, I already lined up all the tracks, and I did this, and I did this. I was like, you fucking asshole, making me look bad. (laughs) No, and I just was there also not paying attention at all. I was supposed to learn from that, and I was, like, ridiculous. So thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. We love you, Andrew. Um, We promise to pay you a living wage for taking out the multiple times per episode that Jenna farts and that I say an unforgivable word that I'm, like... Is that okay? And everyone's like, no. <laughs> um, thank you, Andrew. We love you, Andrew. And yeah, we're
1: thank done. Good everybody.
0: Good night. Hey y'all, it's Jenna. I just wanted to come in post-episode to read off one of our lovely followers' emails. Um, Just as a reminder, we leave a space at the end of every podcast episode where um, listeners or viewers of The Bachelor can send in audio clips or emails to be read out loud by myself or Danica. Um, And we invite this to all BIPOC... Um, community members, members of other marginalized communities that also include queer communities, fat communities, um, marginalized religious communities, you name it. As long as you're not a Karen or a Garrett, then you probably <laughs> are welcome to leave a message. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and read off a email that came in this week. Um, regarding the video that we talked about in the episode with Matt James golfing with his friends. So here it goes. Um, So my name is Rachel, she, her pronouns. I am a fat queer woman and I study fat phobia in the media. What went down in the Tyler Cameron slash Matt James golfing video obviously sucks, especially when there are so many valid things to critique Victoria on that aren't her body. She is not fat, but being fat does not make you a bad person. I'm glad people are talking about it, but I'd just like to say something to those who think it's not a big deal. Fat phobia hurts us all, and fat liberation will benefit us all. It takes very little effort to just tell your friend, hey man, don't say shit like that. Not everyone is going to have the language to unpack why fat phobia is so detrimental to our mental and physical health especially for fat folks. And that's okay. Not everyone needs to have TED Talks with their friends. But by saying the smallest things, maybe your friend will think twice before speaking out about others this way in front of you, and maybe eventually we'll just stop saying stuff altogether. It's really that easy. I also take issue with how Victoria chose to respond. In parentheses, the image of the pageant girl and the frat... Uh, Sorry, the fat guy on the couch. Um, Victoria posted a meme that had a dual image of a fat gentleman on the couch and then a series of um, pageant women above it. Um, So back to the email. (coughs) Rachel says, I get she was trying to point out the ridiculous beauty standards that women are held up to compared to men. But what she did was continue to perpetuate fatphobic bullshit because it is not fat people at home hurling those words at her. It is conventionally attractive men, men with audiences and power, who are doing this. Rather than address the prejudice these men hold, she joins in, choosing to align herself with them against a community who's done nothing to her. The whole thing is incredibly frustrating. I don't know if you do this, but if people want to read... Uh, digestible but impactful books on fat phobia. I recommend Hunger by Ro- uh, Roxane Gay, um, and What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat by Aubrey Gordon. The name of that book is What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat by Aubrey Gordon, or the fantastic podcast Maintenance Phase. Thanks a bunch. Love you both. Also, sex work is work and fuck those women for shaming it. My best Rachel. Thank you for listening to Datecard Pod. Make sure you're following us on social media. On Instagram, we are Datecard Pod. On Twitter, we are Datecard Podcast. You can email us at DaycardThePodcast at Gmail and make sure you're following your hosts. Danica is at Drunk feminist on Instagram, and Jenna is Jenna with a smile. Make sure you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Hey, leave us a review. This is the final podcast tonight. When you are ready. What up, so Below listeners, it's your boy Shane Hosey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Hosey Hustle. Every other week I sit down with a guest and we talk about product and service submissions from you, the listener. Terrible ideas, like cigarettes for dogs. And we'll sit there and we'll talk about how to make them ready for the big scary economy. Basically, we take bad ideas and we make them worse. So why don't you give us a listen The Hosey Hustle, part of so Below Media. Now get back to the show you were originally listening to. You probably like it a lot.